to go. So, when the first episode starts, is it? Do they know each other? No. Okay. So in the first episode, John is ex-military doctor who was invalided out of the service. Okay. And who is living in like a bedsit in London who can barely afford. Do you know bedsit? No. Bedsit. It's like it's a a studio. Oh, like a, a sad one, studio apartment. And you share the bathroom with other yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. So bit just like a room with a bed in it, mm-hmm. really. So he's just sort of wandering around London and he runs into this guy he was in medical school with and they, you know, they talk and John says like, no one would want, he needs a roommate because he can't afford to live in London, but no one would want to be his roommate. And the guy's like, oh, you're the second person to say that to me today. Do you want to come meet that guy? And so he takes, he takes him to St. Bartholomew's where he's a doctor and Sherlock's in the morgue. They're uh, whipping a corpse to see the effects of blunt trauma on a dead body. It's like what you were talking about on last week's episode that they can do with the like the fake right. bodies now mm-hmm. they can do yeah. the like forensic work on but so that's that's where it all kicks off welcome to broken corners <laughs> <laughs> i'm karen i'm mondo uh this is going to be our sink trap where we just catch all the, the fallings no, no it is not no <laughs> oh. this is not where the hair goes okay this that's is... not no this is so we had done what we called our baker's cousin but no oh i'm letting oh, it, oh. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> we done a baker's dozen at the end of the first season, little catch all. See, catch all is not the same as hair trap. No. No. So, uh, we thought we'd do it again, but I'm definitely sure we only counted to 12 instead of 13, so it's, it's baker's cousin. Not, right. Not baker's dozen. It's your cousin that's not smart enough to count to 13. Everyone has a cousin like that. Maybe he just thinks it's unlucky. Think about that. Too many vaccinations. <laughs> Too many vaccinations. <laughs> you can't. You didn't let me cut out my my Barbara Bush did all, the Holocaust. We're not cutting it out. This is how uh, the sausage is. That's made. right. This is it. This is it. This is. We usually cut out a lot of things that. No, we don't. No, we don't. We we no. It's just some things you know. We just, just some things we shouldn't say. Some things, yeah, we shouldn't even think. Yeah, it's because things come out of our mouth. I don't. Th- I don't think we do think when we say them. No, I know, and I, I think. I think. Well, I know. I'm not going to speak for you, but for me, <laughs> it's that the the craziness of what I'm thinking, or like you know, the over exaggeration, or like how yeah. stupid or whatever, to me is what makes me laugh. Not the content, but the <laughs> fact that so like I would say this, or this actually probably someone believes this. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, just something really stupid. I'm like, oh wow, that is funny because there are probably a lot of people who say. T- shit like this on a regular right and they're serious you know what i mean like, yeah so well that's game theory and improv okay. like in uh when i took classes at ucb you didn't <laughs> do see where that got me uh on a podcast on a, on a podcast <laughs> having a lovely day this is you know how there's one day where it's finally really spring and not like a spring, the spring that makes you realize summer's coming. Yeah. It's today. It is today. It's a beautiful Saturday. And we're in Studio Queens. We're in Studio Queens and we're coming to you guys for one last episode of season three. Right. Of Broken Corners. And we were talking, we were talking when you guys joined us about how sometimes, uh, overzealous fans can sort of ruin the source material because they, they can make things so ugly for the, um, the creators. Yeah. Like religion. Like, what? <laughs> well, that's where it came from. I remind me because remind I was me saying how, how like, let's say like like really like 
people who are into Christianity <laughs> and they're like, they're so gung ho and they want to change everybody's laws, but they've actually never read or they've misinterpreted the meanings of the New Testament. You know what I mean? So, but somehow they're still hung up on the Old Testament. They're like yeah. really gung ho about these antiquated laws from the Bible. But they never actually realize that the New Testament just wipes all that out. Right. And then they ruin it for all the people who just want to be like, hey, I just want to have a little bit of a meditative prayer. And why you got to be a dick? I want to I want to be a chillaxed Christian. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I mean, hey, I want to be one with something and, if, and, and hang out with a group of people and eat some wafers on a Sunday. Why you got to be a dick touching kids? Oh. Oh. <laughs> you see, that usually gets cut out. <laughs> Yeah, I might, okay, wait and see if it happens, but I might go to um, the Unitarian Universalist Church in Brooklyn Heights tomorrow. Why, why I'm not laughing. Why are you laughing? Because I, when you said universal, all I thought was the universal circus that comes uh, once a uh, year. Um, <laughs> That's their commercial? Yeah, it was universal. It was, it was in the 80s and 90s. So basically, and I think it still happens, uh, I think it's in Jamaica, Queens, and it's a all, uh, black owned, black business, all performers who are in a circus. Okay. Oh, it's Universal. Yes. Yeah, that's I why gotcha. you have to say it like that. So when you say, when you said that, that's the <laughs> first thing I thought. There may be soul at this tomorrow. I, I went once a few years ago. Okay. And I met up with Brian Ricardo for a brunch after, and they said I had joined a cult. Oh, yeah, I might go. They've got they they uh, since the last time I went, they got a new choir director, and they do really cool stuff. Okay, and they're you know Unitarians are heavily into social justice, and they aren't you know it's more about community and yeah. you know trying to trying to be good. Like I said, as long as there is no. Kid diddles and uh, people telling you what to do with your body, you're fine. That sounds like the worst snack ever. Kid diddles, yeah. <laughs> or it sounds like a really, uh, a really not good rapper. Yes, actually, that was my rap name when I was a kid. I'm Kid Diddles. I'm, I'm Kid Diddles. I can't stop diddling myself. Diddle, diddle, diddle. <laughs> That's bad rap. Oh yeah, no, I was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Wait, but you were in a boy band. <laughs> If I, do I remember that? Correctly? No, I did have a rap group. We were called Disturbed Teenagers. Was it you and Fred? No, it was me and my girlfriend at the time's cousin, Chico. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I think it was, it was going to be the girlfriend and then when it was Chico. Yeah. Her, her, See, her. this is why it's Baker's Cousins because all the stories are going to be cousin related. Cousin. John the Baptist. Bam. Jesus' cousin. Right. That's a wrap right there. <laughs> That's so a anyway, oh, let me just, were there anything this season that you wanted to revisit, that you left out, that you, you know, that you, when we stopped hitting record and we, and you posted it, you yeah. were like, damn, I missed it. Remember we did a whole episode about major TV events, but then realized we hadn't actually seen any of them. <laughs> so I realized maybe a month later that yeah. I there was one that I watched in real time, which was the um, the Johnny Carson finale. Okay, what year was that? Oh, I don't know. I was in high school, so it was probably like the it was the early nineties. Yeah, um, I think so. Because I loved Carson, and is like my parents were pretty strict, but like for some reason they had no problem with letting us stay up late and watch comedy. Okay, so I watched a lot of Carson when I was a kid, and I loved him. And yeah. I know he's a little problematic, you know, with what with the wife beating and all, but um, it's it's I 
I really, he was like a big deal for me as yeah. a kid. But yeah, so that was, that was an amazing finale because it was, um, Robin Williams was on and he was amazing. And then Bette Midler, who I really loved too, she, um, she sang for Johnny. She sang one for my baby and one more for the road. Mm. It was so nice. But that, actually, that was the second to last show. And then the very final one, that was the last one with guests. And then the very last one, I think he just, Came out and didn't really do a monologue and sat yeah. on a stool and they did recaps. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was good. I found it on YouTube a couple of years ago and just, you know. You watched it again? Cried, cried, cried. Cried. Yeah. Um, I never watched Carson. I, I, I respect like the idea of it in the late night, but I never watched. The only thing from Carson that I remember was when he was mentioning the Eddie Murphy joke on Raw, when he's like, when Johnny Carson got divorced. Mm-hmm. And she took half. Right. So that joke about half his shit. Like, she's like, you know, his wife took half his stuff. She's like, she didn't do anything. And that, like, that was the joke. Uh, but other than that, um, speaking of Eddie Murphy, um, I told you this, right? I watched Delirious again. Oh, yeah. And it didn't oh, stand up. <laughs> Yikes. My God. I mean, I, it makes, ooh. I mean, it's, yeah, that, that's just straight up hate speech. <laughs> like, yeah. like, but just in a manner that when I watched it and me and Tracy were watching it, we looked at each other and like lowered the volume. Mm. You know what I mean? Like felt really uncomfortable. And, and it's funny because it really was the first 15 minutes that were so homophobic. Yeah. And so much hate. I actually finished it because I had to see why I like it. Cause in the middle, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But that, beginning is oh so did the this this doesn't excuse it i'm i'm curious did the did the jokes have structure were they funny or was it just oh it's funny that i'm saying something so hateful no i mean i mean you know, you know something i actually blocked from my mind i'm trying to think about i mean they there was structure there but i just felt like it wasn't it wasn't needed right you know what i mean like um like he was just like what what makes that the first thing? Yeah, I you know I don't want to watch it again. Ten I, I honestly can't remember anything because I totally blocked it from my mind. But I do remember the feeling that I had. Where like, and then the, the ultimate feeling, the secondary feeling was like, I thought this was funny when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, or at least thankfully I've grown as a human being. But like I was like, wow. That is terrible. It was just an easy go-to joke for everybody for oh my so God. long. Yeah. And Jesus. And I was, you know. And then once once they stopped making gay jokes, then like trans jokes were the, yeah. you know. And it, yeah. And then it's whatever, whatever is acceptable. And, you know, I can almost accept the joke if there is an inherent intellectual vibe, kind of what you were saying. But like just the onslaught of like not funny. Yeah. It just isn't funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm, no. Well, he, I mean, I know, you know what people say about him, right? Yeah. So that, yeah. like, people think that he killed a, a trans woman who was a sex worker and threw her off a balcony. And he didn't, he, he definitely got arrested with, with. Yeah, I think he was one of the, yeah, right? I think was a trans. trans. Pro- yeah. 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 I mean, when somebody, I don't know, like when you have, when you have a chance to do a comedy special and you say to yourself like, oh, I'm going to do 10 minutes of gay jokes. Yeah. Like, I don't think everybody who's homophobic is, is gay. Right. But I just like, there's, why is that on the top of your, why is it on the tip of your tongue? You yeah. know? Like, no, why yeah, is that was, what you need to get out? Yeah, it was like complete, and it was, you know, it was so much, I mean, thankfully, you know, things are, you know, every, you know, when you have comedians saying it's hard to do a set now because, 
it's so I don't know what to talk about. And yeah, I've it, never heard a woman comedian say that. Ever. Oh, it's, it's usually I, all I hear is women comedians say that. Are you kidding? No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, it's um, but you know, it's I like flipped his table over. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> no, um, it's just a lot, and I've only heard that like maybe two or three times or four, you know. But it's like it seems to be going around, and it's like that's fine. Like if you you should censor yourself, or at least learn how to like work within those parameters. But like, there's a reason for that because that shit was like. Over the top. Yeah. I've probably said this before, but the the whole thing of just like any anytime I hear somebody say political correctness, yeah. all I hear is I wanna I wanna be able to just say whatever I want right. and have it be easy. No when, ramifications. I, yeah, yeah. That and when they say, Oh, everybody's so sensitive, like people always felt that way. They just didn't have a means to tell you and now they have a voice. Yeah, they have some they, they can tweet it at you, you yeah. know? And they have some sort of you know, independence or agency or the ability to talk back to you. Not yeah. a, there is no hierarchical structure, dynamic or whatever. That was a heartbreaking one. And that also makes me want to like do like a project where I go back and start looking at other like standups that I appreciated as a yeah. kid and going, Oh yeah, that's, ooh, yeah, that's wrong. Ooh. Do you remember, remember I told you about when I got like Brian Love Three's Company so yeah. much mm-hmm. and that just didn't stand up. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It is a progression. Yeah. I mean, because there would have been a point where nobody would have even like nobody would have said gay, right? And then it, then you you know you smear them for a while, and then it you know keeps coming. Yeah, there's been a lot of horrible things on television or movies. I mean, what was the is it Jerry Lewis? His portrayal of the hey Asian? lady, that guy. Yeah, the portrayal the, of the no, Asian, no Tiki, no Washi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what movie? Breakfast at Tiffany's? Is that what that is? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea either. With just like the buck teeth and the horrible, you know, yeah. and of course going back to minstrelsy and uh, West Side Story with the brown Puerto Rican painting them brown and, you know, you got black face, brown face, yellow face, red face, all the faces like, um, yeah. so I mean, you know, we've come a long way, maybe, yeah. I guess, in regards to that way. I don't know. Another thing, I mean, I guess it's related because we talk about race so much. So much. Uh- <laughs> Welcome to Broken Races. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I've talked about in the past how I worked as a historical interpreter at different living history museums, and which means I was one of the people in costumes that does presentations and talks about the history and whatever of the place of the museum that I was at. There was there was a thing that happened back in February with the the governor's wife of Virginia. Oh no, I don't know. Do you remember? So remember, for a while there, everybody was getting in trouble for pictures of blackface. Oh coming yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Like this was like so recently. <laughs> so the governor, who's a dude, he had just. That, I think he was the one who had the the medical yearbook. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that I think was just about to die down, and okay. then this thing blew up with his wife, where there were kids who came to, I think, to the governor's mansion. And she was giving this, like, presentation about this is the history of what happened here. She had these, so the word is bowls, B-O-L-S, of cotton. When, oh, you, when you pick a clump, yeah, yeah, a clump yeah. of cotton, it's a bowl. Mm-hmm. Like bowl weevils. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so she was talking about, you know, what the people at the mansion had done. Right. And she had she had a bowl of cotton. And she... This is not gonna end. It's well. not gonna end well. <laughs> like, so, so the, have you ever have you ever held no. c- cotton? So, cotton, well, like cotton, like balls, like the, yeah, like the the kind you get in the store. Yeah. So those are like super soft, right? Mm-hmm. 
So cotton, when you pick it, it is it is very soft, but then it's incredibly spiky. Mm. It has these kind of prongy bits in it, and then it has these horrible seeds in it, which is why Eli Whitney invented the cotton gin, and it revolutionized you know make the making of clothes in America and right. the world um, because it would it takes you to pick out the individual seeds would take one person forever, and mm. so that's you know that was why it was such a big deal. Um, but it, so she handed it to you know to one of the kids and said so this is what this is what the slaves spent their time mm. picking but the kids she handed it to were black yeah so in i think her mother actually it was a tour for kids of employees okay of the state government and her, her mother one of the kids mothers was really offended and wrote a letter about it and so there was a lot of conversation around that so part of me is like okay i get it Here's the thing. I have 100% done that. I like I have done that in presentations because you that like if you're doing a good job as an interpreter, you're helping you're helping the kids have like a sensorial experience where right. they engage with history in a way right. that it because they have a feeling it makes them realize that people in the past were people like they are. Right. And so you want you want people to feel it and feel how sharp it is and right. be like, cause if you pick cotton with your hands, you rip your hands up. Right. And that's what people, you know, people were picking a hundred pound bag of cotton in a day. And so I was, when I heard this news story, I was just like, Oh yeah, I've done that. Yeah. And the, what they said was, I think the daughter of, of the governor's wife was there and she said, you know, my mom, I might be getting that wrong, but somebody who was there said she handed it to the kids who were closest to her. Yeah. So it wasn't that she went up to the black kids on purpose, right. like but, she. But so be here, as like a professional interpreter, right. I probably in that situation, as I was talking leading up to it, I would have moved somewhere else. Right. I wouldn't have excluded the black kids because that would be weird too. Right. But I probably wouldn't have. They probably wouldn't have been the ones I handed it to. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain awareness, but I was, I was so, I don't know. I just wanted to like, cause I was like, I don't think she really did anything wrong. I just think it was maybe tone deaf. But what, but, but she's not like, but I, I mean, I guess my question is, is it really wrong? Because if it were something else, if it were a milk carton, uh, and maybe she, maybe what you said before would have been the right move to not start it with them, mm-hmm. let it be passed to them. Yeah. Or, but I mean, if you're on a tour, it's like the the tour went of the plantation. Yeah. If you're on a tour, and you're, I mean, it's gonna you're gonna have different feelings where you are, what your connection to it, what yeah. your history is, what your family's history is to it. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'll, if, if that's all to me, that's not that. No, but people went nuts. Yeah, but yeah. that's 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 part of the the spectrum that we live in, where like people are like revisiting things and looking at things and having different lenses. And I'm not saying that people who I'm not saying that I'm not calling anyone a snowflake. I'm just saying like, there are degrees of like, yes, that may have been slightly weird. And there may have been emotions there that that person has felt. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's not, I guess my thing is, and this mom worked for them Yeah, and probably, I mean, not worked for them, like worked for the state. Right. And right on the heels of him having that, she was maybe just like, oh, hell no. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's a very, that's, yeah. Now you're looking at things together. So now you're, you're building a case, if you will. So I, I, like I said, I'm not taking away anyone's anger. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, in my opinion, that, that might not have been the worst thing. Yeah. 
But you, you do. It, I mean, I think you do. But oh, I, do you I understand. <laughs> right. Right. Do you remember last week when we were talking, uh, we were talking about Nipsey Hussle? Yes. And how I said I had seen him, I had seen him in some interviews and was really impressed with him. Yes. And I couldn't, I couldn't remember exactly why, like anything specific he said. I mean, his, his, the things he was accomplishing were huge, but then also just his vibe was amazing. And he, it, like he said, he, he has to consider people's motivations and right. he has to assume that people, people are well-intentioned. Yeah. Because if you don't, yeah, yeah. you know, so I mean, I, I honestly, if you think, if you think that the governor's wife who's giving a presentation to kids, like if you look at it, you know, maybe, maybe she could have handled it better. But then right. like, if you really think like she, was she trying to make those kids feel bad? There's, if you want to make kids feel bad about being black in in America, there's, you know, you could do it a lot more directly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it might've been. I think it might have been um, – she might have – she probably should have had a, a better wherewithal. Yeah, but or like I, a, she, a game plan. But at yeah. the same time, like if I'm going to step into her shoes, maybe she – you know, she's presenting. She's nervous. She's this. She's that. Like, yeah. you know, at the same token, it's hard to present sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you – it's hard – Actually, I think they said she had given that presentation so many times. Like it was her standard oh. thing to do as like but the still, first lady. When you're... But it just had never – I don't. I don't know if there had never been black kids on the tour before, or or what. I, yeah. I doubt that. But but it was just like this particular instance was like. So fire. you worked as a person who gave like shows, presentations. Um, yeah. What did you call them? Um, Interpreter tour. Yeah. Tours. Um, and you've done, let's say, a thousand of them. You've done mm-hmm. like a, a, a fuck ton, right? Yeah. You still get nervous, or do you? I so. <laughs> With historic interpretation, there's what's called formal interpretation mm-hmm. and informal. So informal would be like if I was the the person stationed in a historic building. You'd just be like, grab a fucking gun. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. Go fuck his gun. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's a butter churn. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. ooh, churn that butter. <laughs> so when. In those situations, like people would come in in groups right. and come through, and I would talk to them. Okay. And it could be, it could be a lot sometimes because depending on how popular mm-hmm. the the spot was. Right. Like we had one place called the, the Beaumont, where I don't know why Tuesdays were the busiest day of the week there, mm-hmm. and you could get like fourteen hundred visitors, right. and it was your specific job to talk to every single one of them. Talk, okay. And so sometimes, like you would get a big clump of people together or sometimes it would be like you know a couple or like you would there was this big variety but i never minded that like i didn't right. get nervous doing that but then so like when brian he was in the fort so they had scheduled what was called demonstrations right of like you know firing guns firing the cannon playing military music talking about the fort so that they would go out on the parade ground mm-hmm. and all the people would get up on the porch of the main building and then they would be doing public speaking essentially right. yeah yeah so i mean what I was doing was public speaking and it could be a lot of people, but like, so that kind of stuff, that makes me nervous. Cause I feel I'm not a great projector yeah. and I get always get in my head about that and feel weird about it. Um, 
Wait, I don't remember why you asked me this. Oh, no, because, I, all right, so what I was saying is, like, she, no matter how many times you do something, you still get nervous. Like, so I taught for two years, mm-hmm. and I would, every, I would, I would be nervous every time I had a class. Yeah. And maybe that's because I have fucking anxiety, but, but no, you know. No, I, I got nervous for teaching, too. Yeah, so like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, so maybe she still, but it's hard to, to yeah. keep all the balls in the air. Oh, totally. Like, all it's the not. cotton balls in the hey. air, if you will. So. They cut her hands up. <laughs> Ow! Yeah. No, um, it's just, you have, I mean, if you do, like the yeah the the nuance of teaching like if you want to call interpretation yeah. teaching essentially yeah. you know is is um teaching the people in front of you yeah and not you know, like changing your presentation to meet the situation you're in yeah um yeah well i mean you could also say that maybe she i mean here here's an counter argument that maybe she comes from a place of privilege where she feels like she doesn't have to do that yeah. you know what i'm saying so like I could see both sides of the argument, a hundred percent. Well, she, yeah, I mean, she probably just thought like, I'm, I'm awesome that I take the time to right. go interact with school kids when I could be, you know, yeah. off wherever. Yeah, it was, just, it was funny because I've, I've just never had something happen where people. Uh, somebody was getting a lot of heat for something where I was like, oh, oh yeah. I've done that. Oh yeah, I absolutely did that. No, I mean, like, I don't. Um, well, one, I mean, I always say I know who I am. So I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, listen, I've made, I, I've made many errors and I'm human. Right. So well, that's the thing is that, that woman, I'm sure she knows what her intention yeah. is. Yeah. And, 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 and maybe they are bad. Maybe they are. <laughs> like, oh, totally. you know, like totally bad. Maybe she, and that would be the funny shit if she, and not funny, God, not funny, <laughs> but like if she was like, these fuckers and just did that like on purpose, like that was a, a, a fuck you moment. Yeah. That would be fucking terrible. <laughs> Yeah. Especially with her black face hair wearing husband. Right. <laughs> yeah. They gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta go. They gotta go. So, uh, I'm wondering if there was anything, uh, what, what did we talk about this year? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, something came up. Something came up just the other week. John Oliver did a segment on the. Oh, he did. He w- did. WWE. WWE. Yeah, that was a good one. And you like wrestling. <laughs> I do like wrestling. Yeah, he basically talked about stuff that, uh, is very true. Uh, how they're independent contractors, but not, there's like a loophole in the tax system mm. that I believe that that WWE was grandfathered in where they don't, they can con- continue. So there's, I don't know a lot about tax stuff but like there's this thing where like you can't say these people are independent contractors if your whole company is based the 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 the, the survival of your company is based on the employment of these individuals right so you're, that, ta- you're talking about the wrestlers yeah okay so like if your company if the survival of your company is based on the employment of these specific individuals yeah um you cannot say that they are independent contractors they are employees right therefore they should be granted all the benefits that employees get right well didn't didn't he say that in the in the beginning there were like little wrestling production companies all over the country right and then this company that became the wwe consolidated it. yeah so So they were all these um territories with with they're called they were all um in throughout the united states Mm -hmm. um so they were all like part of this thing and they're all like little gangs if you will in with their territory and then what he started to do was buy each one okay and the funny thing is is that his father was like you're gonna get yourself killed because it was so like there's a lot of um violence along with like these territories because it's money making so he he bought them up and became one huge monopoly Mm. um 
in the sense that that's the wrestling. And basically that system kind of carried over yeah. of independent contractors. However, they're not independent contractors because they can't work anywhere else. Yeah. Which is where the issue is. And because they're considered independent contractors, they don't get health benefits and they don't get their hotel rooms paid for or their flights paid for. They yeah. kind of have to act as independent contractors. It's just like they're freelance. They're freelancing, yeah. but they're not freelancing. However, right. this is the most famous wrestling. They're freelancing in a closed market, not an open market. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So the problem mm-hmm. lies, and where John Oliver's, it's there. It's a fucked up world that they live in. Um, yeah. They, there is no... <clears throat> while there are independent uh, wrestling companies... They're just smaller and they don't compete with the massive, you know, it's like a mom and pop shop versus yeah. Walmart. But so isn't it like the, he was saying it's a problem because it's obviously such a physically demanding job that takes a toll on your body and then they don't have health care. They don't have health care and what has happened is there's been a lot of deaths yeah. early. Some people have died. But those people, like I was, we had a conversation prior just no. No, behind a curtain. <laughs> no, you're talking about those people live hard lives. Um, doesn't doesn't mean that they didn't deserve. Tell me what hard lives means. Oh, like uh, drugs, okay, hardcore drugs. Um, like you know, but it's also a product of the system. Like they would basically do like so like living a kind drink. of like rock star lifestyle, rock star life, but not yeah. rock star money. While <laughs> while doing an athletic. While putting, while, yeah, yeah, while sacrificing their bodies. Um, so his, one of his things was like, they don't take care of their, um, their older stars. And he, and, and, and he's right. They don't, but they, they do have, I'm not, I'm not arguing that they're. What's that guy, Vince? Vince McMahon. Who owns it? Yeah. You're Vince, Vince McMahon. I'm not an apologist. He's a Vince Vince McMahon apologist. I'm not an apologist. But what I do know is, they were never going to do something for King Kong Bundy, who died recently, because King Kong Bundy is in a class action lawsuit against the company. Oh, okay. So you know what I'm saying? So, like, th- that was never, you know, like, so that that's just any any company is not going to say, hey, let me hook you up. Right. Um, and But he was only one of the He examples. was one. Uh, who else was there? Who died? There was a couple who of died? them. Who died? A lot of them have died. Randy Savage died? Too he many did. Slim Jims? Too many Slim Jims. Oh my God! Speaking of Randy Savage, Viceland is doing a six-part wrestling investigatory—I don't know—series. Yeah. And the first episode is Macho Man and Elizabeth, which the story of Macho Man is terrible. He was an abusive man, so Macho Man's dead, and his Liz- you know Macho Man Elizabeth. Who is Elizabeth? She was his ring valet. What's a ring valet? It's just a woman who accompanies accompanies a man to the ring. <laughs> Keep going. He was, he was his wife. Uh, he was very abusive. He wouldn't let her interact with all the other stars, so he would lock her in the dressing room. Oh. That's like some circus shit. But if he had let her out, she would have died. Why? Because when he let her out, she died. <laughs> no, that, <laughs> no, because everyone else, these are terrible human beings. Who? All the wrestlers. They're just terrible. <laughs> Okay. None of it is good. Like not not locking her up is good. I'm not. I don't understand. That. So she, you, were you joking? He let her out and she died. No, no, no. What what happened eventually? Uh, they broke up. She got divorced and she ended up with another wrestler and overdosed and died. Oh, okay. So is are some of them using steroids too? Um, because I remember like China died. China died, but she didn't die because of steroids. She died of overdose. And after China's a whole other issue though. 
Okay. So this is <laughs> So Yes. Okay. So I don't I don't uh take away from the idea that some of these people did not make good choices. Yeah. But what like I can you know, whether or not I make good choices, I get healthcare through my job. Right, but if you're fired Well that that guy. Alright, so but no no, but let me ask you a question. Ah, that's, I'm not an apologist, but what I'm saying is if I, if you are an, even if you are an employee, if we part ways, you're no longer an employee, therefore you would no longer receive healthcare from me. Right. But those people, I can't imagine that while they actually had the physical job, them not getting any healthcare throughout that didn't, didn't like lead to conditions down the road. Yeah. No, no. That lifestyle. In the ring, I'm not even talking about the drugs. But, he, but here's another thing. I mean, when you when you leave your job, I mean, generally people do have. There's Cobra. There's you know what I'm talking about yeah. like that interim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you know, there there are things where if you've had healthcare in the past or you've had a steady job that treats you like a person, right? That then you know you would have something like you have options down the road. Yeah. I, I don't know how much money they make either. No, like, they make I, a lot of money. And they took a lot of money from the Saudi Arabian government. So who? They, WWE. <laughs> but this, but the people they mentioned were employed by them 20 years ago. And that's, that's the issue that okay. lies. Like anyone going forward now, fuck yeah, they should, I totally agree that they should be employees because they, they, they can't go anywhere. That's, that's, yeah, that's fucking like union. They should unionize when they try to unionize, they fuck them over. Like, but so John Oliver, his show was like what two weeks ago, yeah. and then in the interim, there that was what do they call that WrestleMania? WrestleMania was going to happen, and so he said like people should protest at it. Yeah, they should, but they didn't. They right? didn't. They should. <laughs> I totally listen. I hate the fact that I watch wrestling and I and I pay for it because of the Saudi Arabian shit, because of the way they treat their employees, the way they they're getting better at treating women. They don't treat people of color that well. But somehow, me you love and, it. and a whole bunch of other people, including people of color, we watch this shit and it's yeah, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is terrible. terrible. It is. But it's fun. It's fun. And I'm, I, I, I marvel at their athleticism yeah. at all times. But it is, it, I, it would be nice if they somehow were able to unionize and get all the rights that people deserve. This is going to sound super self-righteous. Do you feel like it would be nice if strong enough? It would be nice if they were able. It would be nice if they were able. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice <laughs> if they could go to the doctor and not die? Well, if you're, I mean. We don't have the rights to that. That's why I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything about, um, how getting health insurance outside of your job. Right. And we're, we're not gonna figure that out right now. No, no, but like, they, but, but they uh, should have it inside. No, I, fuck yeah, they should. It would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> I thought of you, uh, there's this, <laughs> there's this column in Slate that I read called Dear Prudy that's an advice column. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody wrote it a couple months ago. Oh, you know what I just realized? I mean, I guess we had beaten it into the ground already, but uh, 
you're we didn't even mention flat earthers in the conspiracy theory episode last week but it was it was providing the it was providing the basis for the whole thing their earth isn't flat <laughs> what are you talking about well we i didn't um i didn't want to talk about it anymore because we keep bringing we keep it up. bringing it up but so in uh in this advice column this woman wrote in and said that she uh she'd been going on some dates after sort of a dry spell she was feeling bad about herself because she'd have the first date and then maybe on the second date the person would say something and she's like, I'm not attracted to you anymore. So she'd had a date with this woman she liked and then on the next date the woman was a flat earther. Yeah. And she was like, it just, that's the end. But she was like, am I being too harsh? And, and the advice columnist was like, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. She didn't. She didn't say lady boner, but you can't get lady boner for flat earthers. Come on. I bet you that there's a dating website for flat earthers because <laughs> of situations like that. Yeah. How do we? Find you ought that? to have to uh, check. You you ought to have to check a box on any dating profile to say what, what yeah. you believe. It should be the law. That documentary really changed my whole. I believe in. Flat there was a specific flat Earth documentary you watched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, behind the curve. <laughs> on Netflix? That's funny. I, I recommend everyone. It's crazy. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't even know. They didn't sell you on it? No, I just don't think the earth is flat. No. No. It, here's something I didn't say about conspiracies. Part of why I find them sort of ludicrous now is like, I know I've had experiences like companies that have the full resources of you know, like being a global company, yeah. they can't pull things off with like the full intention of transparency with, right. you know, like governments and company, like people aren't, people aren't competent enough yeah. to like do something that's so like clever and then keep a secret about it. Yeah. I mean, even we go back to the Theranos thing, right? Someone's always going to leak something. Yeah. Right, so. Oh, you know what I saw about that? That that chick Elizabeth, what's her name? Holmes. Holmes is uh, she's gonna be played by Kate McKinnon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could, I didn't know if it. I only, I saw it in passing, and I don't know. Is it gonna be serious? I think it's, it's like be. a it biopic. Has be, it, has it has to be, to be a, a parody, right? It has to be a joke because she can't not push no, that no, character. No, she can't. Like she's she, perfect for it though, with those big blue eyes. And, she's, yeah, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. It's, it's gonna be weird because she's she's weird, and I, I know that she's like you know when she like sometimes like lingers too long in a moment. Oh yeah, but it's like awkward, but it's funny at the same time. There's a movie I, that I get confused with because I saw them both in the theater. One's called Girls Trip, and one's called something else. And one was like oh yeah, a bachelorette party with Scarlett Johansson. The Girls the, Trip is the one with Jada Pinkett Smith, and so that one was good. Uh, where they, Queen Latifah? Yeah, they go yeah. to New Orleans to mm -hmm. Essence Fest. Yeah, yeah, that one. But I like that one. But then, the, so there was one that was Scarlett Johansson yeah, and one, one is, of the chicks from Broad City. It's a remake of the Christian Slater John Favreau movie, Very Bad Things. Oh, where is it, John Favreau? It's the the bald guy who's not a nice guy, Jeremy Piven. <laughs> he kills a hooker in the room and then they like dispose of her body. Oh wow! And, yeah, it's so yeah. It's like yeah, they have a stripper that. accidentally die at the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, Kate McKinnon, she just is so weird. She's I think she's really funny. Like her her yeah. impression stuff is amazing on SNL, but um, yeah, she can't. I at least in that movie. <laughs> They gave her an Australian accent that she couldn't really do. And right. then she, but she just, like, she pushes. Like, right. she goes for the, you know, she just amps it up. over the top, yeah. Yeah. 
But I thought that was interesting. That, that'll be funny. I, I mean, There's I no it, way it can be funny. They could like try to make it the most serious movie I'll, in the world, I'll and it would be hilarious. I bet you, even if they go for serious, it's still going to be awkward. And yeah, funny. like is it going to be a lifetime? I don't know. When I saw that, I was like, "Wow, how did that? That that's quick." Yeah, you know, that's wisdom. That is wisdom. I feel like a lot of what we were talking about this season, because you know, we were looking at events yeah. and talking about. We kept talking about progress. You know, the whole... Well, we tried. <laughs> we, we tried. Much like this country, it's trying. Yeah. I was listening to Food for Thought, that okay. podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, they have one of the guys on it is um, Joe Osmondson, who... Oh. Like, you know how there's the four... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, because I started laughing, because in my mind, I pictured Haley Joe Osmond. Oh, totally. <laughs> and I was like... Totally. I'm like, he's on there? <laughs> he does... Have you ever listened to it? No, I've never listened okay. to it. Okay. So we saw Joe is um I'm not exactly sure what his degree is in, but he he always says I'm a scientist. He mm-hmm. has and he has a PhD. Like right, he was right. a research scientist in maybe No, I'm not going to talk about what. It doesn't matter. But anyway, he's he is smart in areas that I am not. And he has a segment every so often um called Joe the Scientho mm-hmm. where, you know, he'll <laughs> explain certain concepts. I couldn't find which episode it was in. I tried to go back, but I remember one where he was talking about how there's this concept. <laughs> it sounds funny. Uh of, of the ratchet effect. Oh, okay. In science. And basically, it's it's the idea that progress is inevitable once a certain action takes place. Mm. So sort of once you overcome whatever the inertia is that keeps things the same mm-hmm. and it does move forward, it's impossible to rewind it. Right. So like the spring on a clock that yeah. keeps it in place, once the spring releases, like you can't, go, you can't back. go backwards. Right. And I know that's really sort of theoretical and I'm he probably gave better concrete examples of how that's relevant but I I don't know every so often like the brain clings on to something for me of like okay there's hopefulness is not unreasonable in you know in the context of progression as a species or you know just what we're doing here no I mean we have to progress one way or another I think that probably like in 20 30 years like we're not gonna like the yeah. I, like the idea. Ah, once again, it's just different living in New York. <laughs> what do you mean? Because I'm looking at like I'm looking at my daughter and how she interacts with her friends and like how. But I still see, I still see the things that exist. I still see the ideas of what it means to have a certain cultural identity. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I see that with my daughter, she tries to identify being Latina and with all her friends. But she doesn't look Latina because she's half Irish. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and she has blue eyes and like, like dirty blonde hair. So like. Does she speak Spanish? She does. She speaks better Spanish than I do. So like, you know, but she identifies as Spanish, but she has a hard time sometimes with some of the girls who don't, who doesn't really identify her as being Spanish. You know what I mean? So like, even with that, you know, you, you think like, well, the younger generation, they're getting better, but no, because there's always these degrees of like, kind of like a hierarchical structure within, even within. Yeah. So like, I think, I mean, the, I think our first season, I was talking about like how even in Latino culture, like, and specifically with my grandmother who would be like, oh no, make sure, you know, good hair, bad hair, right. things of that nature, light skin, dark skin. And, and meanwhile, in my family, we have all different shades of color. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, how are you saying these things? And yeah, 
babies that you spit out are different colors. You know what I mean? Like, you right, know, like, right. so like, uh, you know, but it still exists. But that's, that's something I think a lot of times when people feel oppressed, for yeah. lack of a better word, other people try to downplay it and tell them, like, they kind of gaslight them and say, like, no, that's, you're the one thinking that, like, yeah. other people aren't. But no, like, you can, you can identify however you want to identify, but then other people are going to treat you like the feeling of oppression comes yeah. not from what you think, but from your actual experience of how people treat you based on what they think right. you are. It goes, yeah. I mean, it goes back, well, not to be too academic, but there's a French philosopher out there who says, <laughs> in interpolation. <laughs> I know that's what he says. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> Uh, who also, uh, Wait, what was his name? Say it again. Uh, Louis Althusser. Okay. And he talks about being the, the idea of interpolation, which is basically like you identify of how society, basically your, your identification comes from how society is identifying you. Mm-hmm. So even like, um, before children are born, blue and pink, right? So the gender dynamic is already established between that baby automatically before the baby's even out. Right. The room is painted blue and blah, blah, all these things. So like, how the perception of you, you perceive yourself at times through the perception of how other people perceive you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I yeah, right? yeah. So like that is an oppressive factor right there. So um, it's another one of those feedback loops. Yeah, 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 totally. And I think I don't, I don't, and even and here's the kicker on this: even if you go against that, mm-hmm. you're still in the loop because you going against it is still a reaction to the action that already happened. Right. So, yeah, let's talk about the future. Future? <laughs> Brian was in a play, do you know this, called The Future with a question mark? No. So anytime anyone says the future, we go, the future? The fu- oh, well. Yeah. No, I have to do that. What's too. awesome is I can't remember if it was good or not. Well, the future. The future. We'll tell all. So, the future of Broken Corners. So, this is the end of season three, and we're going to come back. We've been picked up. Oh, yeah, we've been picked up. Uh, we, we're, we're at the upfronts. <laughs> wearing our Y fronts. Um, yeah. So we're definitely coming back and we're just going to take a little break like we usually do and we're going to be back mid-June. Yep. We'll be back in mid-June. You can listen to our old episodes if you miss us. They're gaining some heat. They are. They're they're good. They're smoking. And you can learn, you know, you'll it's, it's insight into our soul and... Maybe you won't come back, no, <laughs> but um, you can listen to our web episodes. You can hit us up on all the social media, which is brokencorners at gmail dot com and Twitter and Facebook. Facebook, yeah, we do have a Facebook. We do have Facebook oh, yeah. and Instagram. Yeah, oh, all of that. Um, we have a Patreon. Patreon. I keep saying Patreon. <laughs> we have a Patreon, and thank you to our current Patreon Patreon members. And um, we'll see you in June. Yeah. Um, thanks. Thanks for listening. It yeah, a thank lot. you. And put sunscreen on. It's hot. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> all right. Bye, you guys. All right, bye.